Okay, please jam your hands together for pastor this evening. <laughs> it is well. Can I be frank with us? I was interceding there saying, pastor, continue in the name of Jesus. Let me just be sitting <laughs> until he called me up. Uh, I don't even know where to start because I was already getting blessed with the revelation that pastor, by the spirit of God, was already sharing with us. I, I believe we were blessed by those um, few minutes of exhortation. Amen. So I'll just do a summary of what I believe God wants us to hear tonight and what he wants us to do. And uh, But before we do that, I want us to appreciate Pastor once again. Um, I mean, that's our father, our mentor, our teacher. And it's, uh, it's usually very difficult to to be ministering like this when your mentor is on the seat <laughs> so i will try as much as possible to not look in his direction and just look uh, you know hide side so that i will not uh, i will not fall down amen <laughs> amen amen praise god um Okay, pastor has already prayed, so I won't say another word of prayer. Hallelujah. So tonight, my, my job, my task is very simple. Um, we are going to be doing some, um, okay, a little practical exercise tonight. The year is winding um, down, all right, and um, uh, while I was waiting on the Lord for what he would have me teach tonight, he, I believe he, he, he just he dropped in my spirit that it's a good time to actually do um, some evaluation, all right? It's a good time to actually take stock of our lives, of our um, work, our love work and work with God, you know? Just like um, every... Um, engine that I've grown up to know, you know, in fact, every machine that I've, I've grown up to know, they don't just continue to work and work. There's time for servicing. Am I right? Yes, there is time when um, they just um, call the um, attention or they call the service of the engineers and then they come around and do a proper and thorough servicing of the engine. They in fact, most of the time, they dissemble the parts, you know, into fragments, and then they begin to work on all the components that make up the entire um, electronics or uh, um, generator, for example. So tonight, what we are going to be doing, basically, is to do just that, where our work and work with the Lord is concerned. I want us to do um, a meter gauge or a meter check, however you want to call it. So I'll be speaking on what I've titled, Check Your Love Meter. I need you to minister that to your neighbor and tell him or her, Check Your Love Meter. Yeah, check your love meter. You can call it your love meter. You can call it your love gauge or your love dial, whatever. Of course, we know what a meter is most of the time. is an instrument that measures a particular physical quantity, right? And then 
this is not physical science, amen? <laughs> this is spiritual science, hallelujah. So, um, before I begin to um, summarize what I have here, I mean, I'm not going to say a whole lot. Uh, I think the practical exercise will actually say much more than I have um, written down here. So, I want us to bring out a jota, if we have not already done so. Uh, we are going to take a few questionnaires. And I want us to just run a scale of 1 to 10 to measure your answers to those questions. Are we ready, church? Amen. So, um, and let me quickly say that my objective for this subject tonight, check your love meter, is not actually to um, disapprove of our work with God. Neither is it to condemn anybody. Like we all know, in Christ, there is no condemnation. Hallelujah. All right. So this effort is to commend us and to actually take a critical analysis of our walk with God. Because it is possible to, you know, be doing what we are doing, you know, and then you're not paying attention to some certain things and probably the Holy Spirit would have been ministering to you to do some thorough checks to take heed of yourself but because you are so um, encumbered with spiritual activities you know I mean those things are legitimate in the house of God and they are things that we should do they are things that we do but we end up not paying attention to some other essential uh, matters that he really wanted us to pay attention to. So tonight is just actually to do a formal uh, evaluation of that uh, and get us where we ought to be and then make little of adjustments to wherever we need to um, do adjustment. You, you, you know, like Pastor already um, opened our eyes to some of the questions we need to ask as a feedback to actually help us to get better in whatever we are doing, in business, in ministry, you know, um, questions like, um, what can I start doing, right? What can I stop doing? And what can I do differently? So a version of that is what we are about to do tonight. Amen. All right, so my, my first question tonight to help us with um, a little bit of um, measurement, where our love for God in this relationship with him is concerned is, okay, so um, your first question, and I want you all to answer it honestly using the scale of 1 to 10. So, um, all right, so number one question, how do you explain your experience, how you felt, all right, at salvation when you first got saved? Now, you don't need to explain that in words. Just on a scale of 1 to 10, on a scale of 1 to 10, how did you feel? Like, okay, you, you, you will just permit me to use the word feel for want of a um, suitable word. I, I think we can relate with the word feel tonight, right? So, as in, how excited are you? How joyful are you? Did you, I mean, what was the experience like? Okay, have we answered that? Okay, good. Number two question, um, can you also measure for how long that experience lasted? Can you measure for how long it lasted? Like that high spirit, 
that's on top of the world experience. I mean, that's, I don't know, like that euphoria moment where you feel like, man, what have I been doing all my life until this moment that I met the Lord? Okay, so can you measure how long it lasted? You know, for some of us, it will never last. <laughs> I mean, it will never, um, what's the word now? It will never stop, all right? But for some people, it reduces a little bit. We are going there. Okay, have we also answered that? Good. And now number three. Okay, so what can you honestly say about how you were that time and what it is like now? What measurement can you give to that margin? Like how you were then when you first got saved. You know, when you first encountered the Lord, when you first had that um, salvation experience where everything became new for you. And then you, you actually started a walk with the Lord. And what can you compare it to be like right now? Have we also answered that on a scale of 1 to 10? Okay. And then number four, what do you think or what can you deduce happened along the way? What did you, what, what can you uh, say? Also, with numbers, between 1 to 10, you know, your honest measurement for what you think has changed from where you were and where you are right now. Okay, so and lastly, um, lastly, do you think you got better on this track or you kind of slack down a little like your energy or your juice of faith you know on this walk with the lord has uh, reduced a little bit so give also your honest um, opinion well you can use yes or no with that or give yourself a uh, maybe you know yes no maybe all right so i want us to Pay attention to all of our answers because it's going to really help us tonight to begin to um, pay more attention where our walk with God is concerned. Like I said, we want to deal on the subject, check your love meter. Let's turn our Bibles very quickly to uh, Matthew 24 and verses 3 through 14. I think I'll just go down straight to verses 11 um, through 14. Media, you can please help me out with um, that scripture so that I can save myself some time. I have um, just a few more minutes and then I'll be out of here. Matthew chapter 24 and I want to believe that you all are praying for me. <laughs> Alright. Amen. Okay. Matthew 24 just open it up myself. So I'll just read from verses um, 11. I'll just jump down to verse 11. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be what? He who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, you all will remember very um, 
vividly. The pastor started um, a, a series um, um, that's titled, can anybody remind me of the series that the um, pastor just started? Finishing Strong. And we have learned from that um, series that he just started that God is not only interested in the beginning of anything, right? He's even interested in the end. Of course, the beginning is a good start. That you started a thing is actually a good start. But that you end it is as, in fact, it's better. Because the Bible has made it um, known to us that better is the end of a thing than what? Than its beginning. And the glory of the latter house shall what? Shall surpass the former, you know. A lot of scriptures actually attested to the fact that the God is even interested in the, in the end of anything. So tonight, we want to just quickly do a, uh, a, 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 a check, an evaluation, all right, of how our relationship was when we first encountered the Lord and then where we are right now, what changed over time? What and what and what has happened over time? You know, the scripture we just read made it clear to us what would happen at the end of time. And you all will agree with me that we are actually living in the end of times, right? Now, and then how that we will not fall victim of those whose love for the Lord would, you know, rather than work stronger, it would be going downwards. We don't want to fall into that category of people whose um, love for God, not because they don't love the Lord anymore, but because they just didn't pay attention to every step of the way as they journey with the Holy Spirit. And perhaps they were just too preoccupied with activities, religious activities in, in, in the church, and they just didn't pay attention to the essential or the weightier matter. All right, we all can actually fall in that um, um, in that zone where we we are doing everything that we ought to do. All right, and then we're not just paying attention to some certain things that we should do. Are we following me tonight? So, in order to really, really do a thorough check tonight, so that we don't we're not um, caught up in the middle where we are now stuck. And rather than make progress, we are just, you know, on a spot or we are re re retrogressing. So tonight we want to make progress. Hello? We want to make progress. Tell somebody, tell me or her, I want to make progress. So let me quickly say a few things that I wrote here, if, if, a few thoughts that I deduced from this scripture we just read. Um, okay, before I say that, let's quickly read one more scripture. And then uh, I begin to say those few thoughts that I received. Amen. Okay, let's listen our Bibles very quickly to First John, First John chapter four. First John chapter four, verses twelve through nineteen. I'm going to be very fast with that. First John chapter four. First John chapter four. Now, the Bible says, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, 
God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. I love that last line. We love him because he first loved us. In other words, we would not be able to love God if he had not first loved us. So because he loves us, the love he has for us gives us the enablement. It gives us the, the, the energy that we need to reciprocate that love back to him are we together so it is um okay there is no doubt that we can actually love god not because we spend some time in the gym or we do some spiritual exercise you know like we do some stuff in the church and that enable us to love god no we can love God because he loved us, right? And he still does love us. So the love he has for us actually is the capacity for us to be able to love him back. And it is with that love or on that love, on the will of that love, we are able to do what we do for him. Are we following me tonight? So we wouldn't have been able to carry out anything at all we won't have it able to do what we do in church you know serve in the choir serve in ministries you know um, go out of your way to do some 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 service that really is not convenient on your flesh and it's never will be convenient that's why it is called sacrifice you know what we do is sacrifice and that's what love does and god exemplify love to us by doing what was not convenient are we following me tonight it was not convenient you think it was convenient to give of your own okay we guys are not fathers yet but you can imagine pastor now giving up Lua <laughs> to <laughs> for a particular course like, because, you know, let's say pastor is, is, a, is, a, is a king of an empire, all right? And then we need to do a sacrifice, you know. <laughs> and he's already shouting over there. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Don't let me complete it so that. Uh, <laughs> now, it is not convenient. It never will be. And that's what God did. He gave of him. He gave the best gift. The Bible says he gave the best gift. And because he gave the best gift, like 
What you can call the best gift is after that gift, there is no other thing above it. So that means he's on top. He's like the cross. Are you getting what I'm saying? Huh? And that's what he did in order to show us what love is. God is love. And the way he could communicate love to us is through that practical uh, experience. It's through that practical translation. You know, he couldn't explain it to us with words. So rather than say it, he actually demonstrated it. He actually demonstrated his love towards us. So I say here that um, God's love for mankind is absolute. All right? It is unconditional, it is unparalleled, unfeigned, and inexhaustible. And God already manifested that love to us from the beginning and the giveaway of the best gift of his only son in order to redeem us. And um, ultimately, in the release of the kingdom, in the person of the Holy Spirit, what man actually lost in the Garden of Eden, when man declared independence from God. You know, the fall of man actually was man, man's declaration of his, uh, uh, of his dependence, or man's declaration of his independence from God. And that happened, and then it led to God now had to initiate a new plan in order to bring us back to where we should be, all right? Another thing I wrote here is um, God's love for mankind is increasingly the same. You know, uh, when I wrote that, I really cannot fathom how to even explain it. You know, when I say God's love is increasingly the same, that is, it does not decrease because you sinned, neither increase because you do righteous or you do well. His love is settled and it covers the entire human race. And interestingly, God spoke that um, scripture through uh, our father tonight. John 3, 16, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. He gave. Now, he gave, the way it is, it's like God gave his enemy the best gift. Can Can you fathom that? Because the world at that time was actually God's enemy. Not like we were his enemy, but because we didn't do right. So we were like, you know, against his order. But in order to bring us back to himself, he still gave us what's the best gift. Now, naturally, after the fall, man's love for God cannot match God's love for man. No matter how hard we try, we can never love God the way he loved us. All right? But he has deposited in our human spirit the potential or the seed for us to love up on him effortlessly, wholeheartedly, and um, all the time. I'm actually getting somewhere, and I'm going to run very quickly now so that you have an idea what I'm trying to, where I'm trying to get us tonight. Um, so, 
as a result of the seed that God already deposited in us, so man can now and ever love God because he dwells in God and God in him. Just like we saw in 1 John 4 tonight, that whoever abides in God, right, God abides in him. And God is what? God is love and love is God. So another thing we also need to understand is what you love or um, your love for any matter influences your entire being. When you love someone, it, it, it actually feeds or influences your um, thoughts, your, your actions, your decisions. And um, as a result of that, your body will go in the direction of the object of your love. Am I right? Your body will go in the direction of the object of your love. If you claim to love God, then what it means is you will never make an excuse for not doing a thing for that relationship to work. As a matter of fact, our relationship with God, right, if you find a fault, if you actually found a fault in your relation with God, reality is God is not the one at fault. Am I right? The fault would be who? It would be us. It would be you. Okay. So, when you love, maybe a lot of us really don't understand what it means. Let me quickly say this. When you love, you are in need for a covenant. And that's why love is not a feeling. Okay? Because we tend to we tend to liken it to a feeling. I don't remember that definition that pastor usually give now. You know, like love is a feeling that you felt when you feel a feeling that you have never felt before. You know, no, love is not a feeling. All right? Well, maybe we're actually trying to just magnify the, uh, the, the emotion of love, which, of course, is there. But love is actually not a feeling. Love is God. Love is a person. Love is, uh, <laughs> Pastor will explain that to us later. <laughs> you know, amen. So I'm saying when you love, you are in need for a covenant, for a lifelong heart-to-heart connection. And that cannot be feeling because feeling is temporary. Am I right? It's, it's fleeting. You cannot rely on your emotion. So when, when you love, you're actually in need for a long ride, all right? And that's why we need God in order to love. Because if, if, if you're loving, <laughs> if you think you're loving based on what you see alone, like the outward uh, appearance alone, then that is, or that will not be called love. You know, you are moved by sight. And the Bible already says that... Um, uh, 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 we, we walk by faith and not by what? Have you ever wondered why faith and love, they always walk together? You know, the Bible says, faith worketh by what? By love. So, it, it means if you want to love, you have to love by faith, not by sight. You should not be governed by your sensory mechanism, you know, by your by your, by your sight by by what uh, uh you 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 know i mean some people would just 
you know, they would intentionally just figure the, the sister. You know, they would size it up. Mm, okay, he has uh, this, he has that. I think this must be a good person that I should love. No, you are actually loving up on our body. Okay? You are actually loving up on our body. Okay. So, an, another thing that I want to say very quickly, and then I will begin to round up, is, um, now, let me quickly say this. Remember, we're actually trying to check our love meter tonight in order to um, do a flashback how we used to be, you know, then how we are now. What actually happened along the way? It's a long time. How did we get here? How come we are not how we used to be? As a matter of fact, we didn't get saved to be the same. The experience at rebirth or when regeneration began to happen at that point is supposed to increase, right? Not decrease. So what has befallen us that even our, uh, our attitude shows that something is not just right. It's like we're just trying to uh, manage, you know. We, we, we're just trying to be what we used to be. Where the Bible actually says that the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more. So it means the experience at that point where we got saved was supposed to do what? Increase. So we should be growing from faith to faith, from glory to greater glory, and be going deeper and deeper, you know, and become even more intimate with the Lord. And that doesn't necessarily mean that maybe we wouldn't do some little mistakes here and there, but we will just keep our focus. So I think somewhere along the line, we lost our focus. And a lot of us would not want to, you know, agree, but tonight we are doing an honest evaluation so that we can receive help. You know, so that we can receive help and actually get our Jews back and actually get the energy back by the Spirit of God and then begin to, you know, sprint again. Amen? Okay. Now, I said, now, let me just fast forward so that I can quickly say um, how to help us to actually, you know, get back on track. For a lot of us, our, our love meter was at 100, okay, when we got saved. But honestly, with the, with the practical steps we just took now, uh, you can, you, you keep that result to yourself. You can almost tell that for a lot of people, it's already at 75. For some people, it's at 50. For some, it's even at 25. For some, it's even at 10. But I'm sure there's nobody here that is at zero, all right? But wherever you are, listen, um, guys, wherever you are, tonight we are going to receive wisdom to get back to where we used to be and begin to move up. Move higher, deeper, and wider from there. And my time is up. But let me just quickly say this. If, if you pay attention to um, the last line of that scripture we just read, 
um, can we go back to read Matthew um, chapter 24 that we read just now, our anchor text. I want us to pay close attention to verses 12 and 13. Media, if you can help us with that scripture, it would be very lovely. Yeah, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Now, that shouldn't be found among us. I need you to say that to your neighbor. Say, that shouldn't be found among us. Now, it should not be found in the expression house. We are not of the clusters of people whose love for God grow cold. Now, look at the next verse. But the one who stands firm to the hand will be saved. Now, this is where we belong. It, it doesn't matter the test or the trial because our love for God will be tested. Our love for God will be, will be, will be what? It will be tested. If you look at John 16 verse um, 33, even Jesus himself was the one speaking. He said, in the world, you will do what? We will see tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So when we keep on looking at the world, then we get distracted. And we remember the experience of Peter when he encountered Jesus on the water. Because he shifted his gaze from looking to who? To Jesus. Now look at that scripture. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So when we look on Jesus, he's the prince of peace. So in looking to Jesus, we have peace. We have security in the midst of turmoil. So even when we sleep, all right, even when we sleep, we receive mercy and we get up. All right? And that's why, um, yeah, that's why the scripture says that God actually have mercy on the backsliders. Because you can, you know, sleep a little bit, but you get up. You receive mercy to get up. Are you following me tonight? He didn't say the people that turn back. Okay? You should not turn back. But the backsliders, I mean, they just slide it back a little bit, amen? Not turn back and then begin to go opposite direction. So, he who endures to the end shall be saved. You know, I was able to, to curb a, a phrase from that word endurance because it was key to me. He actually jumped out at me and I thought I should um, share it with us, you know. I've, I've learned to play with words from pastor. And I'm, I'm really doing a great deal. <laughs> and it, it really makes sense to me. In fact, it makes faith to me. If you look at the endurance, what I saw from there is end your race. Endurance. End your race. So the Bible says, they that endure to the end shall be what? Saved. So it means God actually wants you to end your race. Because you can end it. Not by your own works but by focusing on him. So even when you are tested, when you are under pressure of life, because the devil will not stop at mounting pressure on you just to give up your love for Jesus or just to give up your faith on Jesus. So it is you that will keep your focus. And that's what will lead me to my final point tonight, how do you then maintain and, and, and keep uh, the height 
in your walk and work with the Lord. How that you, you, you remain at that level and then continue to grow on it. Number one, very quickly, put the attention on Jesus. Put the attention where? On Jesus. Most of the time, we lose our focus. We, we begin to look at what people are saying or they're not saying what people would do or would not do. But today, I've come to tell you where you can receive strength to maintain that height, that uh, uh, um, level of your, of your love work with Jesus and begin to grow and get bigger and get deeper is to do what is to put the attention on Jesus. Hebrews 12 verses 11, uh, Hebrews 12 verses 1 through 3, I think um, verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Can you see that? The author and what? And the finisher. So what does that mean? When you focus on Jesus, he is both at work at the beginning and at the end of the race. So he already is with you at the beginning. He's already waiting to receive you where? At the end. So you don't look either ways. Rather you focus on he who is waiting for you at the end of the race. And in looking at him, while we look on him with an unveiled face like in a mirror. What does the Bible say? We are changed from glory to glory even by the spirit of the living God. So when you look unto Jesus, you don't look at your surrounding, you don't look at what people are saying, you don't look at whether they are saying, yours is too much, are you the only person in church, you are doing this, you are doing that. You are doing it because you are looking at who? Jesus. And when you look unto him, you receive strength. Amen. Number two, examine yourself consciously through the lens of his grace. Examine yourself consciously through the lens of his grace. While you go every step on the way and call on Jesus, you examine yourself. All right, you pay close attention to yourself. Just like the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 16. Take it to thyself. Take it to who? To yourself. Rather than trying to uh, attend to everybody you know, I'm trying to remove the, uh, what's it called, the, the stick in somebody else's eye. Pay attention to yours first. Because if you're trying to deal with other people and you have not dealt with yourself, <laughs> you need to deal with you first and then you'll be able to help others. Are we following me now? You know, we are both on the race, right? And everybody has to hand the race. So the race is not uh, to do for some time and then give up. It's a race to finish. Say that to your neighbor. Say, this race is a race to finish. And by his grace, we will reach the finish line. <laughs> Amen. And the last point is get your confidence back in God. Not in your own act or performance. Get your confidence back in God, not in your own act or performance. Psalm 118 verses 8 through 9. Media, please help me with that. Psalm 118 verses 8 through 9. The Bible says it is better to put your confidence in God rather than man. Media, can you help us with that scripture? Psalm 
118. Okay, thank you. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. New King James Version puts it this way. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. So it means you cannot put confidence in you. Rather, you put confidence in who? In God. It is God. Your, your knowledge of God becomes the confidence that you wear to walk on this journey of faith and love. Are we following tonight? So cease from depending on yourself. Cease from um, trying to do some calculations or trying to do it your own way. Rather, you use the help of the Holy Spirit. Because you have the Holy Spirit as a standby and then you can get your confidence from Him. You know, when you feel like you're weak, you can bank on the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I receive your help right now. I receive strength to carry on right now. It, it looks as if the weight is getting too much. Now I cast my weight upon the Lord. I cast my loads of care upon the Lord for it cares more about me. Now can you see, you're removing yourself from the equation. The more you continue to try to occupy that position, you remove God from the equation because he won't force himself on you until you reach your wit end where you can say, Lord, I surrender. So when you are able to do all of these three things, I believe, it will help you to keep your love meter in check and um, you'll be able to continue on the journey. And as the Lord help us, we all will reach the finish line in the name of Jesus. Amen. So can we read it three steps again, one after the other? We, number one, put the attention on King Jesus. So you don't look down, you look up on him. Number two, examine. Examine who? All right. And then number three is what? Get your confidence back. Now, can you see that all the three steps are actually pointing somewhere? Number one is pointing to who? God. Number two is pointing to who? You. And then number three is the result of the two um, faith actions that you take. Uh, I believe you have been blessed tonight by the word. The Lord bless us very good in Jesus' name. <laughs> All right. Um, Father, we thank you for your word that we've heard tonight. Uh, thank you because you will expound the word in our heart and help us to continue to pay close attention to ourselves in the light of your spirit as he opens us up to get better in our walk with you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. All right, let me invite Pastor back up. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay, so uh, what's your name?